What's going on guys? My name is Shane and welcome to the first episode of the Lukewarm podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Since this is the first episode, I thought I'd take a minute to introduce the podcast and what it's all about. So I've decided to go with a bi-weekly schedule from now, where the first episode in the week being uploaded is going to be related to sports and in particular football, and uh, the second episode that goes up later in the week will be about everything else, ranging from movies to TV shows to gaming and everything else in between. Hope that sounds good to you guys as well. Let's begin. Let me start off by asking you guys, how was your weekend? Did you guys have fun? Did you relax without a care in your world? Well, guess who had an absolutely horrible weekend? This guy. Yeah, you can't see it, but I'm very aggressively pointing the fingers at myself. Why did I have a horrible weekend, you ask? Well, I support Arsenal. Wait, wait. Before you click off, just because of that, it could be worse, okay? I could be a Chelsea fan this weekend. Let's start out by recapping the major results. So Manchester City, who look to be well on their way to securing the title, beat Leicester. United, who have been going about their business, made tough work of it, but pulled out a win against Brighton. And now this, this is where the only happiness of the weekend came for me. Tottenham, the absolute bottle jobs of the century, <laughs> true to Newcastle. You absolutely love to see it. Chelsea suffered a rude awakening at Stamford Bridge and, uh, well, the highlight, or rather the fucking low light of the weekend, Arsenal pulled an Arsenal at the Emirates and got embarrassed by Liverpool once again. So let's get done with the smaller fish first. Spurs. Ah, you know a lot of people mug these lot off. They say they're shit, they're bottle jobs, and they're an absolute joke. Yeah, I am those people. Fuck this team, to be honest, man. Jose Frodinho at his absolute best, having the time of his life at this club, and then blames the players for his own shortcomings. It's, it's, this team is just absolute entertainment, and I love it. What a performance. And what made it even better was the fact that an Arsenal player, Joe Willock, scored the equaliser. What are the odds that that happens, man? Jokes aside, I wonder how Harry Kane is feeling. You know, my man walks into the doctor's office every Monday morning complaining about the back pains from carrying the shit out of this team. Here's a question for you lot. Should Harry Kane leave Spurs? In my very, very professional opinion, I should have gone three seasons ago. My man has been at the top of his game, wasting all these good years at a club who aren't even capable of winning anything. They couldn't buy a trophy at a flea market, man. Well... I hope he leaves the club this season. Maybe he actually does something. Maybe he joins a club worthy of his talents. I do feel bad for him, even though he does play for them. Moving on to the next big thing that happened over the weekend. International break is over, right? Finally, football is back. You look at the fixture list and the first game is Chelsea. The team that hasn't conceded more than two goals since Thomas Tuchel took over. Going up against a West Brom team in the bottom half of the table, struggling to even score goals. What does that equation tell you guys? Well... It should have been GG easy for Chelsea, hands down. But hold up. Did West Brom not receive the script? Because boy, did the baggies turn up. I think they played the best quality of football this weekend. Like, probably the quality of football they played is something I've not seen for a very, very long time from a team in the bottom half of the table. I mean, yeah, Chelsea went down to 10 men, but it was a player's stupidity which led to that. And West Brom just took the game to Chelsea from minute one. Like, it was amazing to watch as a neutral. Funny thing is, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine who is a Chelsea fan uh, the day before and I was bantering him and saying, you know, this is going to be the toughest fixture of the season. Uh, Big Sam is going to school Tuchel and um, fair play for him. He took it. He said, yeah, yeah, it might happen. But who knew? Your boy is a psychic. (laughs) 
yeah I, all jokes aside though i think tushil needed this to come sooner rather than later because i think he needed to realize that this isn't an easy league and trust me if anyone knows that yeah it's me but does this mean that tushil is over or you know that he's finally been found out no i don't think so i think maybe this is just one of those games where you accept you know shit happened you move on to the next game which in in chelsea's case is like a really really big game in the champions league so even though i enjoyed this as a neutral and i know that this was just a one off for chelsea and they're still in good hands well good hands for now let's address the elephant in the room shall we arsenal why you guys like this man all right all of you picture this right you're waking up on a saturday it's been a boring two weeks because of the international break you're gassed it's match day it's arsenal versus liverpool but shame why the fuck would you be happy about liverpool playing arsenal liverpool always beat you guys well yeah i'm delusional that's why i honestly thought we had a chance guys um why wouldn't i believe that liverpool have been lackluster all season they've been struggling without virgil van dijk i was prime time to get a result against them so yeah i'm sitting there like an absolute mug looking at the team sheet thinking yes this is good i look at the team sheet we got leno in goal chambers holding gabriel tierney parte at this point i'm vibing okay i'm i'm totally vibing i'm i'm like okay this is a good start and then i see danny sabayas and i think okay might not be the smartest of moves but but i'll allow it and then i move up and i see pepe odegaard travis scott looking obamiang and lacazette and i'm like all right that's a strong team and i'm thinking okay arteta's going for it let's go it took me 10 minutes to realize we're not going to do shit <laughs> that's how long it took me within 10 minutes of the game kicking off i realized we're fucked we're basically fucked like there was no issue with the team but what were those tactics man from those 10 minutes itself i thought the team talk must have gone something like this all right guys you know what we have to do go out there and run away from the ball um boss don't you mean run with the ball no no we don't do that here here we only play like shit and negative against the big teams just let liverpool do their thing Like man what the hell was i watching for that first half there was absolutely nothing there from us it was like liverpool were playing against cones and they probably should have scored three times in the first half itself i mean it was clear that our young guns missing saka and smith rowe were were there was a void there was a huge void without these two players then to add to that to add to everything that was going wrong for us kieran tini gets injured before half time there goes any little hope i had anyway somehow we get into half time it's nil nil and you think to yourself nah this is it arteta needs to give them the talking to of a lifetime he's going to tell them off they're going to come out with fire fighting like they did against west ham in the last game and it can't get any worse than this remember when i said earlier i was delusional yeah hi my name is shane nice to meet you you know there are moments in a game where you think why can't the manager see what i'm seeing yeah this was that entire game like it's it's six we're almost reaching 60 minutes right no one has done anything our team basically non existent no one's contributing anything travis scott is busy recording a video down the left wing pepe is non existent odegaard can't get on the ball thomas party is getting bullied because danny sabaos doesn't know what the fuck's going on you'd think to yourself okay now is the perfect time let me go to the bench and i'm looking at the tv and i'm just like come on arteta please just make a substitution bring on someone bring on someone who can change the game and i'm shouting at the tv man for fuck's sake arteta bring someone on bring someone on and then he goes and brings on el neni and i'm just sitting there like nah th- that's not what i meant 
I wanted an attacking change. I don't want us to go more defensive when we can barely handle what we're doing anyway. And then Klopp, on the other hand, brings on Jota. Now that is an impact sub if I've ever seen one. Sometimes it's okay. You know, you can feel a goal is coming. The, the other teams in the ascendancy, they've got all the possession, they're making all the chances. They've they've got some near chances almost scored so far. So you know, you you know it's coming. But how the hell do you prepare yourself to concede a retarded goal? Like, how do you mentally prepare yourself? Like, okay, I know it's coming, but it's not going to come the way I thought it was. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Trent Alexander-Arnold, one of probably the best deliveries in the Premier League. He's got full reign of the right wing. He can run up and down, can probably have a picnic. No one's coming to tackle him. No one's coming to dispossess him. My man's standing there chilling. He's he's vibing down the wing. Like He can see everybody run and no one's coming down to close him. And then what does he do? He puts in a brilliant cross as he would most likely do. And then what happens? Jota. Fucking Jota. And somehow jumps over our center back and scores a header. Now Leno. Okay. It was a point blank range header. But it was straight at you. You could have stopped that. Don't even get me started on Rob Holding. I mean, this isn't the first short player to jump over him and score. Sterling's already done it. Like, fuck man, learn how to jump. How hard is it? Get on your toes, jump, hit the ball. Basic, basic stuff. Like, it's not that hard. Anyway, at this point, I've realized the game's gone and like two minutes later, we concede another stupid goal. Gabriel's all over the place, slide tackling the air. Probably helped the groundsman with the grass cutting. Anyway, Salah goes through, scores against Leno, straight through his feet. Again, Leno, what were you doing? Just make yourself big. There is only one place he can go from there and that is between your legs. Make yourself big. I'm not even a goalkeeper and even I know this. And now, then we go and concede the third goal. Jota scores again. Uh, We were on the bus. We never really got off. Like... (sighs) <sighs> the only good thing about this is Jota was there in my FPL, so points. <laughs> Woohoo. That's the only thing. I mean, everyone was missing. Every single player in our team was missing. Our captain, supposed to be leading us from the front, Aubameyang, with this new B-Tech Travis Scott hairstyle. Man, what were you doing the entire game? You didn't even try to get on the ball. There was no impetus from you there was no drive there was no passion there was nothing it was just like you were there having fun vibing getting your salary going home that's it just wanted to get on to Fortnite. man unacceptable pepe where were you this guy has been given the opportunity now that we've been wanting him to get the entire season he shows it in you know bits and pieces that he's capable of doing something magical but then he puts in performances like this like okay i get it we have not set up to your game style possession is not with us we're on the counter attack but when you do have the ball at least keep the ball why is the ball bouncing off you like you're a squishy ball man come on you're a professional footballer you have a touch much better than this we've seen it we've seen your control we've seen you absolutely skim virgil van dyke at your best. So what happened? Why were you why were you non-existent? I think we maybe could have done with Reese Nelson today with his energy and drive down the wing because we had absolutely nothing from either wing. Odegaard, he's been immense this season. I cannot take away from any of his performances, but today in that game, 
absolutely non-existent. Like he couldn't get into the game. He could not get the ball for the life of him. He was just smothered in midfield, overpowered, outnumbered every single time because there was no one to support him. It was just all-round embarrassing. Like, okay, we know Liverpool's the better team. But there was absolutely no reason. There were none to make them look like the Liverpool from last season. I mean, Fulham and Burnley have put in better performances than us against Liverpool, man. And that right there is what pisses me off. Teams like Fulham and Burnley, no disrespect to them, took the game to Liverpool. And actually did well. They played football. They put Liverpool on the back foot. Like, at this point, we've all found out Liverpool. We all know what they do. They go down the wings with Trent and Robertson. And then they go down the wings with Salah and Mane. And that is it. That's all they do. Why couldn't we just smother them and play? Like, they didn't have a defence. Their defence has been shaky all season. But this is the kind of performance you put in against them? You want to lose. But don't lose like this. Don't lose without even trying. It's, it's an embarrassment, man. As a fan, it's embarrassing to watch. Let Put aside the banter that we get from everyone else. That, that's different. We can take that. But the kind of performance you put out there on the pitch this weekend was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And then post-match, Arteta comes up and he's like, this is unacceptable. No shit, bruv. Obviously, it's unacceptable. It was unacceptable from you as well. Like, where were the subs? Why is there still no Martinelli in the team? Why does Martinelli not get a game? What does that kid have to do? He comes on, he shows the most fire out of every player, chases down the ball, puts in tackles, goes for it, but he doesn't get to play. Why no Villian? I mean, start of the season, Villian, absolutely crap. Can't touch a ball, can't shoot a ball, can't pass a ball, does absolutely nothing. Villian is there in every team. Now suddenly, he's got a bit of form, he's assisting goals, he's probably our top assist provider this season and now he's on the bench. Like the fuck do people have to do to get into this team, man? Do you have to categorically be shit? Because if so, where do I sign? I'll slide right in. Now we have nothing left to play for in the season, right? The league's done, we got nothing left there, there's no way we fight to a Champions League position from here. You can probably sneak into a Europa League position but I highly doubt that. So all we do have left is the Europa League. We are in the quarterfinals. We have our quarterfinal match on Thursday. It's against Slavia Prague. Now, Slavia Prague aren't no joke. They are a good team. They have done well this season in the Europa League. They have beaten some big-time teams. They've beaten Leicester. Then they beat Rangers. And now we have to go up against them. They aren't a joke. And if we take them like a joke, we're going to be embarrassed again. So now everything goes into the Europa League. We have to put in every performance like it's a final. Get through, get it done. Am I confident? Well, after the last game, definitely not. Like, who is going to be confident after that performance against Liverpool, man? It showed that the same old frailties are still there in this team. There is no fighting mentality in half those players. They get up and come to play when they want. They shit when they want. And right now, we cannot afford that. After a performance like what we did against Liverpool, I don't think we can win that game unless we pull our shit together. And that is Arteta's job. Arteta has to get the team ready for this game. We just need to give it our best now. Like, this is it. The Europa League is our only chance left at getting Europe next season. Because the league's done. As I said earlier, the league is done. There is no chance there thanks to our repeatedly great performances. But the Europa League is it. We have a really favourable route to the final. I mean, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. If we do somehow overcome Slavia Prague, we do have to face 
um either dynamo zagreb or uh, villarreal now let's be honest dynamo zagreb were f- fucking horrible against tottenham in the first leg but got absolutely possessed in the second leg and disposed of spurs as if they were nothing and villarreal well we all know the situation there managed by unai emery the ex arsenal coach who will definitely want to pull one over us and let's be honest he's got an amazing record in this tournament he's won it multiple times with sevilla obviously when he took us to the final he had to bottle it idiot but anyway as i was saying it's not an easy run we need to concentrate we need to gather ourselves and we need to give everything into this europa league campaign now because if it's not this then we got nothing left we need this really badly and i hope the players understand the gravity of the task at hand because if they don't take it seriously if arteta does not take it seriously there is there is no way we're going through because we barely got through the last round we lost to olympiakos in the second leg only went through on away goals even though we should have wrapped up that tie way way sooner than that and now we're going into another tricky fixture well we are favorites to win but after this game against liverpool i really don't think we are with the current way we're playing and the lack of any commitment or willpower i do not see us doing well against slavia but as i said i'm delusional come thursday morning i'm going to be pumped up again hyped up again wanting to see the team win boasting to everyone oh my god it's slavia prague easy win and then hopefully these guys don't let me down a second time in the same week as you can see guys i'm still not over the performance we put in on the weekend but anyway let's talk about something positive related to arsenal now and i'm referring to the women's team the women's team pulled off a great win against bristol putting us back into third position in the season sitting right behind manchester city and runaway leaders chelsea now although we've had a pretty poor season when it comes to facing the big teams we haven't been able to put in performances against city as well as chelsea we've come around we've we've started putting in some good performances and we've pulled our way back into a champions league position which is very key for next season um our head coach uh, joe montemero is leaving at the end of the season so i think it's only fair that the players give everything from now till the end of the season to help him secure a final champions league position and let him go on a on a high note let let us let us send him away on a high note because he's helped us achieve so much he led us to our first uh, wsl title in over uh, i don't know how many years and uh, he's done well for the team and um, let's just put it straight it's a pleasure to watch these women play there is a game plan there is an execution of the game plan and there is effort from every single player on the pitch from the goalkeeper to the striker to the center backs to the left back right back cdm everyone puts in a shift and that's what you want from your game you want your team to put in performances that they are proud of and you are proud proud of to watch as a fan i want to talk specifically about vivian medema now this woman is the greatest of all time she is the goat She just makes everything look so effortless and just goes around doing her business as if it's casual, a walk in the park, kicking about at the playground. I do also want to give shout out to another player, our captain, Kim Little. This lady, oh my god, she is probably one of the most technically gifted women players I have seen in my life. She might even be more technically gifted than a lot of male players and that's no disrespect to anybody, but she has got a footballing brain if I've ever seen one. She is the heart and soul of our team and it's just a pleasure watching her play, man. Watching everyone play in the women's team is just a pleasure because you know every time I switch on the the premier uh, the wsl and i'm watching them play i know i'm going to get a good performance okay maybe i'll get a one off bad performance but most of the time there is fight from the team and that is something that is lacking in the men's team 
all that aside i think the women have done well this season we've not at the level where we need to be we obviously need to be challenging for the title which i think we will do from next season onwards but it's good to get the we need to secure our champions league spot this season manchester united are breathing down our necks they've done extremely well in their first season or rather second season their players have been immense for them the coach immense for them and i think this is going to come down right to the wire between us and united for that final champions league spot we are in the driving seat and i hope we don't bottle it from here but yeah that's how i'm looking at it Anyway guys since I've brought it up I'll let you guys know if you are interested in watching the WSL games the women's super league it is available on this website called the FA player um it's a free website you just have to make an account on it uh, sign in and then you get access to all the WSL games the continental uh, cup games as well as the FA cup and um yeah you should check them out I think women's football is growing and uh, it's really good the, the WSL has some really good players and they're playing for all teams you have them in Chelsea City Arsenal United Bristol Reading all the teams have some really really good quality players everton um you can watch them you might appreciate women's football it's a growing sport and uh, you might as well catch on while it's still free because as of recently they have finally signed a broadcasting rights agreement with sky sports which in my opinion is a huge step for women's football and i'm so proud that it started with the wsl and i'm hoping for the best for them and hopefully women's football does well in the coming years and yeah if you guys want to catch that uh, the fa player just sign up and all games are free Well I could go on and on about football all day but this is where I'm going to end episode 1. I appreciate all of you for tuning in and I hope you had fun hearing what pain sounds like. If you guys are interested in more such podcasts subscribe to the podcast to be notified when a new episode goes live. Catch you in a bit.